Hello and welcome to Humans Beyond Resources, an HR podcast by Reverb where we cover topics from culture to compliance. Reverb believes that every decision a leader makes reverberates throughout the organization, from hiring your first employee to training your entire workforce. We believe in building healthy, inclusive cultures that engage your team. I'm your host, Sarah Wilkins. Welcome to Episode 5 of Humans Beyond Resources. Today, we are demystifying leadership coaching and how individuals and teams can use it to build skills and reach new levels of performance. Reverb is passionate about supporting professional and personal growth through individual, team, and spot coaching. We have found there's some common misconceptions and not a full understanding of how it can support you and your team. To help answer some questions and provide more context on coaching and why one would use it, I have Marriott Winquist and Seth Rosenblum, both leadership coaches and senior facilitators. Welcome, Marriott and Seth. I can't wait to hear from you. Hi, Sarah. Thanks for having us. Good to be here. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm just going to dive into some questions and we'll go from there. So, you know, we've found that sometimes people aren't quite sure what coaching is. So I would love to just start there and hear from you all on what exactly is coaching? Sure, I'll go first. Yeah, well, I see coaching almost as the most kind of tailored and specialized professional and, and self-development. Um, I, I think it's it's centered around growth and I see it as both an open and focused exploration towards action for the individual. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I I think of it in the exact same terms. Coaching is closing the distance uh, between where someone is at today and their potential, you know, and it does that by enabling their learning, their development, their well-being, their performance, raises self-awareness. Really important, it increases the choices people um, have, help them see more choice, more agency, that they can act upon. And it it's really client-centered, you know? Yeah. We as coaches don't have an agenda uh, for the client, you know? And, and we, our clients are capable of manifesting their potential. Um, we're up here uh, and help them set what some of those new intentions are and see them in their totality, the whole person that drives some change. Yeah, I, I love that, Seth. And, and kind of to build on that, I love what you mentioned about the ownership because it is absolutely the the ownership is on the client themselves and and while we're there as a partner to really help them with the exploration um i i I see really a few continuums as well like an open exploration versus focused action supportive versus challenging and also kind of the mix of both reflective and active action moving forward so i think it's it's absolutely a mix of all those that can help enable our clients go from, like you say, where they are and and where their potential could be. That's great. Thank you both. And um, I think one of the things you just said kind of led me into my next question is really, what are some common misconceptions about coaching and the relationship, um, you know, the role of the coach versus the coachee? It's it's not therapy. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, you know, uh, Marion and I uh, are, are not, coaches to diagnose an underlying mental health issue or condition. Coaching also isn't consulting. Like we don't provide domain expertise to, to our clients in the doing of their job. 
we've got clients in all these different industries and I, I can't help my clients write better software um, or send faster rockets into space um, or develop <laughs> vaccines more quickly. Um, we're also not mentors, you know, coaching really is not kind of that wisdom dispenser uh, in someone's doing of, of the doing of their job. Coaching is a process and we're up here in that process, you know, and, and the modality is dialogue, inquiry-based, uh, it's about building trust. I, I think we do work with our clients to get to the bottom of what they want and what really matters most to them. And so you need that openness, uh, but we're we're up here in that process, not not someone coming from some special perspective. That's a great yeah. point. Yeah, Marriott. Yeah, and and I would agree everything that that Seth has mentioned. Um, I think there's a lot of ex external help, you know, such as consulting, advising, mentoring, and and external support that a leader still needs. But coaching, it's almost, it's the help for within. <laughs> That's when you get that clarity of what is important, the clarity of where do I want to go and how I could, how I can show up. And, and also that clarity in, well, then what do I want to do with it? What do I want to do with this insight and information? And how can I move that next step forward? Um, and I think that is the that's the 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 common misconception is it's not it's not an external um act it really is something that uh, a client has to put some work in for themselves in order to take that next step and and create that growth for themselves so so yeah i would say the common misconception is that it's it's some of the external factors or external support which i think the client still needs in different facets of their of their role and and their development but, but coaching is very much a, a an internal insightful process that could result in other actions. Yeah, that's great. I like um, that you both pointed out, you know, that the it's really about the individual and what they're working on and that the domain experience. I think we hear a lot or I hear a lot like I have to have somebody that has worked in this industry or this um this role within a company so they can support me. But what I hear from you is that in the coaching role, that doesn't matter as much as being like a good coach to help them, you know, take that, that approach that you take with them. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think the, I would say, and I hear that a lot as well. It's like, oh, I want someone with this experience or they've done this before. And I think where that comes from is, is probably the the sense of comfort and and the the trust and credibility that you that the client actually feels that oh because so and so has done this i now have an implicit trust and comfort with discussing some of these uh dynamics and some of these situations and i do say there there's absolutely a a certain level of understanding that you can offer as a coach with different experiences right it's like oh if i if i've been in this particular experience I get the dynamics. I understand maybe where where the client is coming from. And so therefore my line of questioning and, and inquiry would be more targeted in different ways. But uh, but I think in no means does a coach need to have that type of experience in order to create a very powerful coaching relationship with the client. Totally agree. You know, the coach, the coach is not an emulator, right? And so I, I actually find that sometimes when I coach clients that work in 
fields and industries I'm super familiar with, I have to be even more careful Yes. to not trip into the mode of help or advise, right? Because, you know, if, if we as coaches become advice dispensers, uh, coaching won't be very sticky. It really is uh, a client, a leader, especially, I think discovering the mindsets, discovering the behaviors, discovering the ways of communicating uh, that they're going to need to be effective in their situation. And being told what those are is not the same as, as building the muscles yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's totally true. And um, I was also wondering about a common misconception that I think I've heard is that for coaching to work or coaching to be successful, it needs to be, you know, a long engagement uh, many times that you're meeting with a coach or, you know, what do y'all think about the, the idea of spot coaching and having, you know, one 30 minute or one hour conversation to help you work through something. I know personally, I've had, you know, two different like 30 minute coaching sessions and it actually <laughs> got me to move forward on something that I, you know, knew I needed to do, but um, hadn't yet. And it really improved my, you know, overall well-being. So I'm curious what y'all think about that. Yeah, I I think that the short answer is it depends. <laughs> I, I think I, I I absolutely see the value in both. I think if there are certain things or 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 if the individual really comes with very specific areas that they want to move on and they're already farther along kind of in that space and and really need a very specific type of coaching to get them to that next step, then it could very well work with one or two kind of short. Uh, sessions that can unblock that and and move forward. Um, there are other situations where it's not as clear-cut, client-led conversation and dialogue. It very much is when the client is ready for that type of breakthrough and insight, that's when it happens. So I think there's that exploration side. And there's also the actual behavior change side. We as human beings don't change very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> so if there's something that even at the beginning that the client decides on, yeah, this is most important for me and most impactful, and I want to make the change. And I absolutely see the value of both a longer term partnership and, and some spot coaching as well. Yeah, I think the personalized approach, right? So depending on what the individual is working on and um, yeah, both, both are there and both are useful depending on, you know, where that yes. person is. No, I t- totally agree. You know, it, it's based on like how sweet is the juice? How hard is the squeeze, right? If, if I'm a brand new, brand new executive leading a division of a hundred people, you know, coming in from a sole contributor role. Wow. There's a, there's a lot, there's of, a lot, there's a lot of goals to set. We're probably going to want to get some feedback. We're going to want to talk to some people. We are going to want to um, kind of set a plan and then work through some goals and establishing some new behaviors in multiple sessions. If, I've got an upcoming meeting with my team next week and I'm, you know, I haven't brought them together since COVID maybe, uh, or it's been spotty since COVID. And I'm really thinking about how to reconvene them and how to build connection. A half hour or hour conversation could be plenty. It really depends on what the goal is. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you both. I'm going to move on. You've kind of mentioned this already, but I would love to kind of get more of your perspective on how coaching can help a leader um, in an organization, how coaching can help them 
you know, what are some examples that you'd have from your experience? I, I mean, there's, there's a, a full breadth of scenarios, you know, I think for leaders, common stuff that comes up in coaching is people are working on setting a vision, being a storyteller, people are working on inspiring and motivating people to perform at their best, their teams, people that work for them. They're transitioning into a new set of responsibilities into a new organization or their organization changed a lot. And so all of a sudden the kind of system around them has changed uh, that they've got to perform in. I think for everybody, it's about uh, getting back to being centered to your purpose. What gives you joy? What gives you flow in your work? Finding voice, speaking truth to power, managing up, managing out, uh, thinking and acting more long range, not just kind of like letting the work dictate your next hour and chasing it, but being able to work in a more planful way. Where do you focus? Where do you prioritize your time? Navigating conflict, building relationships and, you know, achieving things to them, creating teams, fostering culture, holding, holding yourself accountable to what you want. You know, I mean, I think all of those things kind of come up and they can come up as goals in themselves or, or they can be underlying intentions that sometimes surface through getting feedback and and developing developing goals. Mary, you probably see see that and much, much more, yeah? Yeah, no, I 100% agree, Seth. And I think that the only two that I, I would also build on and add to this is uh, confidence. I think so, so often we see even very highly accomplished leaders um, especially in the situations that you're talking about when they're transitioning to a new role, maybe it's a new industry, maybe it's whatever that next thing is, it's that next level and next step. And suddenly all the confidence that they had before, it's now in question, <laughs> it's now in question as they look at the new, the new space. And so there is a lot of rediscovering strengths, rediscovering their own voice and, and finding what's authentic still. For them, and and set to your point, it's recentering on that purpose. Like, why I'm here for a reason. I I know I've done fantastic work. I now am looking at the future with confidence versus kind of with, oh, what what am I going to do? Um, so confidence, definitely seeing it, and and communication as well. The all the parts that you talked about, building a culture, having you know, building strong, strong relationships, so much is built on communication and how you can build trust within your team and your organization. And, and that absolutely is a running theme, like building trust, communicating in a very, both candid, but also open and trusted way. It, it's so important for successful organizations. So I think leaders absolutely look for ways to do that and show up in their best in, in those ways. Um, and and I would say, kind of Sarah, to your question as well, you know, you know, in what ways can leaders also benefit from this? I think a lot of leaders actually just need a safe and non-judgmental space to actually have these types of discussions, right? I think when you are in, especially at a higher level leadership position, um, there are many, there, there's high stakes in every single engagement and interaction that they have um, around them. So a lot of times they they need a, a way to both voice their own thought. Sometimes, a lot of times, Seth, I'm sure you hear that too. It's like, oh, just even hearing myself discuss, you know, say this to you, I'm now realizing X, Y, and Z, right? So even voicing it out, their own thoughts, 
and then exploring different options and then also evaluating and focusing on how to do what to do the, in the next step. I mean, those are so important for a leader to have that time and space to do it. And, and many bus, busy leaders just, they just don't have that. So I, I feel like really important is for leaders to have that time and space to do that. Yeah, no, that's great. And you kind of led me into what I was going to ask next is like, when would I seek coaching versus, you know, some type of leadership development workshop or something like that in this example you gave, like a leader, just having that individual time and space to work through those. Is that really kind of, you know, cause I know there's team coaching versus workshops and individual coaching, but yeah, any thoughts on that? You know, coaching is designed to be super individualized. And so coaching is great when you take a really fun, hard leadership challenge and really want to put it into action where you're going to, you, the leader, are going to get to choose among a set of behaviors and try them out. And it can certainly, you can say, hey, I want to apply a principle that I got in a leadership workshop or grab from a book. Yeah, I Absolutely agree, hundred <laughs> percent to what Steph said. I think I think we we absorb and take a lot of inspiration from many different things, whether it's books and podcasts and 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 even leadership training. But the the rubber meets the road when you have to do it yourself and in your own way, and and to make the impact that you want. And I feel that is where the coaching partnership comes into play. That's when you have a really focused and dedicated partner that can come along with you through that navigation and and really uncover what is working, what doesn't work, how do you, now now where do you wanna go? How do you wanna navigate this? Um, and and yeah, it's, it's I, I love Seth how you mentioned it, like the fun and hard, fun and hard problems and challenges that uh, a leader would wanna take on. Kind of brings us to the end. And so I love at the end just to hear, you know, what one thing would you want someone to take away today? You know, whether it's about coaching or something they can try themselves. You know, I, I think when I meet with prospective clients, um, I I am always curious about um, what, they're, what they want to change. And, and what they want to change might not be because there's anything bad today or in the current, uh, but new new demands on them or new things that they want to do. They're curious. And so I, I think that kind of starting from that place of curiosity is, is like really important. You know, uh, coaching, coaching isn't really about fixing so much, right? It really is future focused. And so it's a good, like coaching's a really good fit. If there's, if there's some stuff you want to try because you want new, better, easier, faster, um, <laughs> you want to make some, you want to make something that's not happening today. That's, that's a good spot to embark. That's, that's funny, Seth. My, the word that I was landing on was curiosity <laughs> as well. <laughs> and, and I would say it's curiosity, both when you're in a coaching uh, space to be curious so that you can go where you actually would love to go. Um, but also if you're not there yet, if you're actually just curious about what, how is this going to help me? Yeah. Stay in that curiosity and, and find out. I, I think coaching is even from my own personal experience, it's been very surprising to both myself as a coach and also as a coachee 
and also for my clients who are coaching. A, a lot of times people surprise themselves when they come into coaching and really get results that they didn't really think, first of all, didn't really think sometimes they need or didn't really think that it would be possible. And those are the ones that are amazing to see. Yeah. Well, thank you both so much. Um, this was a really great conversation and I just love hearing from both of you any chance I get. Thank you. Thanks so much, Sarah. Thank you for listening to this episode of Humans Beyond Resources. Visit ReverbPeople.com to find free resources, subscribe to our newsletter, and connect with our team. If you haven't already, subscribe to stay up to date on all of our upcoming episodes. We look forward to having you as part of our community.